Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You've been with the UFC about 18 months now? 18 months, yeah. How's it going? Obviously, when you first started, it was quite a different beast to um, to perhaps what you've been involved in before. How do you find that you've adapted since you, since you joined the UFC? Well, the, the, the one great thing about this is, uh, you know, and, and, and I talk to, to Simon Green about this a lot, is we're not just rebuilding a football club or rebuilding a, or hosting an event. We're actually changing the landscape of sport. And, and I think we've just, we, this thing has caught fire. And I think one of the reasons it's caught fire because we found the right television partner, the right media partner in BT, uh, and, and they've really kick-started us. And so as we come into this this week, 18 months after I started, a year after we were in London last time, sold out the biggest arena in Europe, uh, you know, I have a lot uh, a, a lot to be thankful to BT for. Last night we did the uh, we did the live audience show, uh, and, and I, you know, I get great response from all of the fans about it. So, hey, you need the right partners, you need the right energy behind it. People have got to be committed to it, and uh, I couldn't ask for any more. And obviously, last time we, we've done shows in Manchester and Nottingham. Now we're back in London. We've got the O2 Arena, as you say, the biggest, the biggest arena in Europe, the most prestigious arena in Europe. Um, how much have you actually had to work to scale things up in order to deal with the, you know, the extra demand? Well, we, the good news is we've done we've done 55,000 seat arenas in in Canada. Mm. Uh, you know, Dallas has just sold out. That's another 16, 18. So uh, we're used to that, but we've never been used to it in Europe. But the great thing about what you're going to see from us this, uh, as we as we go forward is you're going to see British commentary, you're going to see British uh, announcers in the octagon. Uh, it's going to be local for local. We've got six. Uh, uh, we got actually I think we've got seven, eight fight, eight British fighters on the card. We've got three tough uh, finalists on the card from our region. So this is uh, this is a this is a great event for us. It's a way to showcase the talent. We're deep with talent, um, but I think the, uh, the the essence for us is it gives the fans more to, to look at, whether it's via television or whether it's via the live events. And obviously we've got this, this package of fight night events now that's going to be running across Europe. What, looking beyond that, what's the next building block on top of those events? What comes next? Are we talking about a regional tough series back in the UK perhaps? Yeah, great point, Sam. So we, we, we're in negotiations right now to, div- to deliver a tough yeah. in the region, and, and there's no shortage of countries that want to that want to deliver their uh, a tough uh, 12-week series so we've got people like Russia we've got people the Germans want to do and everybody's uh, looking for it but I think the best one will be a, a, a UK and Ireland uh, version we've never done it we've never delivered it uh, tough on BT uh, is well viewed they get they get good viewership and uh, it's time for us to uh, to deliver one here so I'm hoping within the next 18 months we'll be on air it does take nine months to go from design to delivery so uh, I, uh, we're looking forward to that coming as well. And with that, are we looking at developing any partnerships with existing promotions in Europe? I think you've got K4 or like that. You've now we've got people coming from that, that promotion and working their way into the UFC. Uh, are there strategic partnerships going on between between yourselves and other promotions like that to help develop talent and, and generate almost a, a production line that, that produces top-level fighters in this region? Well, we're always very respectful of other organisations. 
organisations. I think at the end of the day, though, uh, the fighters, uh, the fighters are the key to the success of this sport, and we need to allow the fighters to make their decision. Uh, if they want to fight with UFC or they want to fight with another promotion, we should let them make that decision. Uh, and and some of them will come to us, and some will stay where they are, and and vers- vice versa. Some will fall out of UFC and go fight somewhere else. I think that's just the way the world works. But fighters really have to make that decision. It's not really for us to collaborate with other promotions and start de- determining, you know, which fighters get picked to come to be as because that's unfair to the fighters then. Yeah. Now, obviously, we're in a room here. We've got an awful lot of people who, who love the sport. They're either involved in the sport as a career or they're, they're fans of the sport. The question I've got for you is the, the mainstream media as a whole, and I've, I've come from the mainstream media myself where it's been quite difficult to sort of knock the doors down and, and, and get them to embrace the sport. There are still stigmas attached to it in this country based on misconception. How much work is going on to try and get that, that extra mainstream coverage? Obviously, we have a terrestrial partner as well. We've got a, a pay TV partner, subscription partner, which is ourselves. But the national press, the newspapers, how much how much traction are you getting, especially for this event, that perhaps you didn't have before? Is that still a big challenge for you? Well, I, I put a lot of it down to our partnership with BT. Uh, you know, as soon as you get in front of a population and start telling a story, whether it's through Beyond the Octagon at 9 o'clock on a Tuesday night, or whether it's the live events at 3 o'clock in the morning, there's going to be, there's going to be interest. And uh, I think what's happening, is, and this is a personal opinion, our business and our sport is catching fire and people are, uh, are asking why and what and how and I think if you look at our 20 year history of which 13 years have been the most prominent uh, and you look at the growth in Brazil and you look at the growth in the United States and you look at the growth in Mexico and Canada uh, it's only a matter of time because this is catching the hearts and imaginations of the 18 to 30 year old everywhere in the world this is not just Brazil or Canada it's, it's everywhere in the world and so people keep asking me what's going on what is it? What is this sport? 40% of the people that came to the last event in Manchester had never seen an event before. So I think this is just a case of what our job is to not only deliver the events, but EA Sports will deliver the uh, the virtual game in May. Uh, we're opening our first gym in London in the back end of the year, so we'll have uh, gyms operating in Europe over the next three years. And so you can keep fit through it. You can use it as a fitness model. You can play it virtually. You can watch it live on on, uh, on BT, or you can actually go to the live event itself. So all of a sudden, there's there's a lot more interaction with the with the business. And with the the whole EMEA brand, is that being almost incubated as a, as a almost as I hesitate to use the word separate, but is that almost being treated as its own entity? From, from your perspective and are we going to be looking at things like European titles or EMEA titles further down the line to help build those stars in this region before perhaps they get ported across for the big world title shots on pay-per-view? Yeah, one of the things is we did, we developed a plan for Lorenzo and Dana a year ago and one of the things that we said is it's really important for us to develop local talent and that local talent needs to carry the flag of its nation in Las Vegas. Uh, we saw it with Ricky Hatton in boxing. Uh, you know, we saw it with Frank Bruno and, and, and that, this this region these nations love their nation so on Saturday night there'll be two and a half thousand Swedes in the audience flying over to support Alexander Gustafsson equally there'll be another twelve and a half thousand uh, you know British fans supporting Jimmy Manoa now what, what, Conor McGregor was in Boston two and a half thousand people supporting him Irish fans supporting him so this is a global sport our, our fighters are global but the more talent we develop 
the more proud we can be of our national identity and we'll, we'll carry that flag so uh, it, it's it's just as important for those guys to fight overseas so does that mean that all roads effectively lead to the UFC world title there's not going to be European titles or regional titles no I'm not saying that I think if you look at the fight on Saturday night you know I mean you've got the number one contender uh, for the for the for the for the, uh, for the weight uh, and, and, um, and and he's probably the number one uh, by default the number one European but you look at every weight um, classification in our sport there's somebody in the top 10 from Europe what we've never really done though is we've never called it out so I think over time you'll start to see more and more people look at the European market the Middle East market the African market and say hey that he's clearly the number one in that region and he'll be going to fight the number one in Brazil or the number one in uh, in the US so I think as time goes on it will build what we can't do is until we've got enough talent to keep filling the pipeline you can't have a European world title in middleweight and not have a European in the flyweight division so you've got to be very careful that you don't uh, you're not too thin on the ground the sport of mixed martial arts under the UFC banner is still a very young a young entity in the world of sport um, the sport of boxing obviously is a lot more a lot more established You've got Carl Frotch versus George Groves is going to be taking yeah. place at Wembley Stadium. I couldn't believe that when I heard that. Yeah. Amazing, amazing deal for them. How how far away are we? Do you think in this in this continent from being able to host an event of that sort of size, of of the the GSP Jake Shield size where they they packed out a fifty five thousand seater arena? How far away do you think we are from being in a position to host an event of that scale? Well, I don't think we're that far away. I think in our region, uh, you, you you would be hard pressed not to see Alexander Gustafsson fighting in an outdoor arena in Sweden yeah. uh, but obviously it's, it's got to fuel the television network market around the world and our timings and our uh, a difference in timings can often be a challenge uh, where will we be with a British um, uh, with a British fighter uh, or an Irish fighter again I, I'd like to think it was, it's sooner than uh, I think what I did learn about this business you can't predict anything because A it's sport and it's unpredictable but it's also UFC, we've moved in a year, we've moved so quickly with our partners with BT and all of our other partners as well, I, I don't even know, we've got plans that we're hitting the, the, the targets two years ahead of time already uh, I didn't think we were going to sell out London straight away, uh, but we have, and so we move on to the next one and then the next one and then the next one, I have a strong suspicion it's going to be sooner than we all think Talking about um, the time difference, and obviously having events at prime time for this market is absolutely crucial for, for the development of the sport in this market. Taking it back a little bit, let's say, for example, Michael Bisbing beats Tim Kennedy, um, gets himself into a position to fight for the middleweight world title, or Jimmy Manuel beats Alexander Gustafsson, gets himself in a position to fight for a world title. Is it conceivable that the UFC could bring a pay-per-view event with a world title involving a British fighter to these shores? And are there logistical issues with that? I remember Ricky Hatton, for example, I think he fought Costa Zou at the MEN in the middle of the night in order to accommodate um, pay-per-view. Is that something that is doable over here? Could Michael Bisping fill the MEN, or yeah, the Manchester Arena as it is now, to fight Chris Weidman in the UK at 2am in, in the morning to fight for a world title? I, I think you, uh, it, it's fair enough for you to ask for an opinion. I think the challenge that I always have is the fans decide. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, I, don't know if, I don't know if we're ready for that yet. Yeah. But but again, you look at uh, Swedish, the Swedish market, Alexander Gustafsson. Uh, the last time I looked in the middle of the summer, it's still light at uh, 2 o'clock in the morning. 
yeah. at four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning. So who knows what can happen? As I said, I, I, I wouldn't take your eyes off this book because it, it can. Uh, the pages seem to be flicking faster than I can keep up. Yeah, I'll, I'll finish you one question because I've kept you for too long already. Um, what's gonna What's gonna be the landscape for the UFC in, in, in five years' time in this in this region? How, how do you see this panning out? Well, I think it's going to be a mainstream sport. I think it's it's going to be it's going to be understood by a much broader audience. I think there's a lot. Of, you you understand it. Uh, a lot of people don't, um, and I think that's because of its exposure. It's a it's a, a sport that is uh, that is led by elite performing athletes. It has dimensions to it that uh, are rooted in martial arts. Uh, we live under the same honour and respect, and uh, we have enough guidelines and rules to make sure that it's safe. And uh, I think what people see aesthetically is not what it is under the under the covers. And, and our job is to make sure that people understand it. I think if you could aspire to be as fit as a fighter, uh, there isn't a footballer in the world, which is our national uh, identity, or a rugby player, uh, or anybody, cyclist or, or NBA, NFL uh, player that wouldn't want to be as fit as some of these guys. And so I think we've got, we're real, we're authentic, and that over time has been tested never to fail. Brilliant. Thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thanks.